Welcome. This talk was recorded at Insight LA in Long Beach. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit us at InsightLA.org. So guys, I'll just, uh, this is Megan, uh, Megan Heiser, right? Yeah, that's right. It's our guest teacher today. So take it away, Megan. Uh, thank you so much, Don. Well, um, hi, good morning. What an honor to be here with this really strong Sangha. I really appreciate um, you letting me just pop in here from actually um, the north Northeast LA. I, I, I'm in Eagle Rock and have spent most, I'm a cat. I kind of like the mountains, um, but I have two water people in my life. So I, I go towards the water frequently to, to, to get them that, um, my, my partner and my, my child to get their, that need met for them. So, um, but thanks for letting me be here today. So I'm, I'm Megan Heiser and I've been, um, with Inside LA for about three years now. Uh, was teaching at the Melrose Center for, for a while. Um, I also teach at USC. Um, my primary, uh, mode of teaching right now is, is self-compassion, mindful self-compassion. And so we're going to be talking about that a bit today. The, the talk will be rooted in, in, um, uh, one of the components from, uh, mindful self-compassion. Has anyone taken that course before? Okay. Oh, wonderful. So we'll, we'll be revisiting that, that practice and layering in just a little bit of, of Dharma, um, uh, Good morning, I see Anthony joining here and Eric. Um, yeah, so um, yeah, so so we'll do your typical uh, uh, hour and a half here. So we'll have a, a 30 minute sit, might be a little bit, maybe like 25 minutes. I'll offer a, uh, an affectionate breathing meditation. It's also from the MSC program. So this is a lovely um, dropping into the, the rhythm of our breathing, which can be sometimes, um, helpful for those of us who uh, have a hard time connecting with observing the breath. So it can be soothing. Um, and, and so it might be nice for you to experience that today. Um, and then I'll give you just a short talk. Um, it's today is gonna be about core values and how they create, um, help us to uh, live a more uh, deeper, meaningful life. Um, and just, we can just bring awareness to those. Um, it's a nice thing to do. Um, so I just, yeah, I think, why don't we start with the, the sit before we, we move along any further? Are there any questions before we move into the sit? Okay, good. Um, so we'll, I just an invitation now for you to just check in with yourself, see how you're doing. If there's anything else that you need right now to have a comfortable sit, an extra blanket, an extra pillow, a sweater, a scarf, maybe it's a change of position. Um, just whatever that is, feel free to give yourself that. And if at any time during the meditation, you need that, you can always pause and go get that for yourself. Um, yeah, and always feel free to um, open up your eyes during the meditation, adjust your posture. The invitation is just to bring some mindful awareness to whatever, whatever is you're doing, it is you're doing, whatever adjustment you're making for yourself. And then ease back into the meditation if you're going to rejoin. So yeah, just finding that posture that's most comfortable for you now. giving yourself to arrive, just a, a chance to arrive just as you are. Welcome, Shannon. Good morning. Yeah, just arriving how you are. You don't need to arrive to meditation in any particular way. I sat with Matthew Brensilver this week at this week, and he said something like, you don't have to start your engine to meditate. You're just arriving however you are right now. 
And perhaps just taking a few deeper breaths. And as you're beginning, you may wish to, to place a hand on your heart or an area that might be comforting or soothing. And as your hand is resting here, allow it to rest very gently. And so this gentle touch can be a good a reminder of how we, we want to pay attention just very gently. And so you can let your hand stay here or, or let it rest at any time. And so I'll guide for about 15 minutes and then I'll leave some time for quiet, for, for quiet practice. And in this meditation, we'll just be feeling breath in our bodies. And so um, if the breath is uncomfortable for you, it's perfectly fine to turn your attention elsewhere. Perhaps it's back to that um, touch or sound, or perhaps just feeling the entire body breathing. It's feeling that swaying of the body back and forth as you breathe. And so now if it feels right for you, just beginning to notice the sensations of breathing within your body. Just feeling the body breathing in and the body breathing out. And perhaps noticing how your body is nourished on the in-breath. And relaxes on the out-breath. And just seeing if you can let your body breathe you. Letting your body breathe you, there's nothing you need to do.
Now noticing the rhythm of your breathing. Flowing in and flowing out. Just taking some time to feel the rhythm of your breathing. And perhaps inclining your attention towards your breathing as you would toward a dear friend, perhaps a, a beloved pet. It's offering your breathing the same kind of attention you would a dear one. And feeling your whole body subtly moving, moving with the breath, like the movement of the sea. And when you notice that your mind has wandered, as it naturally will do, just gently returning, just like the, the placing the hand on your heart, that gentle return, gentle return to the rhythm of your own breathing.
So if you notice there's a sense of watching your breathing, if it feels right for you, just letting go and seeing if you can just be with your breath, just feeling it. the embodied experience of breathing. And so just allowing yourself to be internally rocked and soothed by your breathing. And letting your breathing just soothe all the parts that need to be soothed. And if it feels comfortable for you now, just seeing if you can turn yourself entirely over to your breathing. Just being your breathing for a while. Nowhere to go, nothing to do, just being breathing. So we'll sit quietly together for another 10 minutes.
So if you found yourself wandered far, just bring yourself back, back to this embodied breathing for a moment. Perhaps feeling the whole body. Feeling the weight of the whole body in the chair or on the cushion. And perhaps getting a sense of the body in the room. You can locate yourself in the room with sound. Offering this poem by Jane O'Shea entitled My Balm. I close my eyes and sigh. And here I am lying in the hammock in my heart, moving gently with the soft air of my breath. When I fall from my head past my words, I'm caught lovingly by the hammock of my heart and rocked to its rhythmic beat. It is my peace, my rest, my quiet, cradled in the hammock of my heart. It is constant. It is safe to be held in the hammock of my heart. No place to go, nothing to do, nobody to please. It is my altar, my blessing, my balm here in the hammock of my heart. And so whenever you feel ready, you can open your eyes and begin to reorient yourself to the room. Maybe give your legs, your feet a little stretch, a little rub. Any stretching that feels good. Hi, welcome to anyone who joined us at the beginning of the meditation. I'm Megan Heiser, I'm your, your guest facilitator today. Um, for any of those, I think we might have, I don't know who's new, I'm not familiar with the group, but just to uh, create a, a whole group, maybe we can just drop uh, where we're coming from. I know most of you are in LBC, maybe um, there's a, a neighborhood that you're in. I'm not familiar with the neighborhoods, but also the native land that you're on. If you know that, we can drop that in the chat. And if you want to share your pronouns, you can do that too. I'm on Tongva land. Good to arrive here with you all. We're just, we'll just start um, by dropping the community guidelines here into the chat. I'll, I'll offer those. And um, it's just an invitation for you to review them um, and to check in with one that might be um, particularly relevant for you today in your life. One might, that might be supportive. Um, let's see. It's not wanting to, yeah, one sec. Um, here we go. Let's try it now. Oh, it's not wanting to let me share them. Maybe I can share my screen if I can't. Let me try one more time. Might be too many characters. You can try to split it in half, maybe. Well, that's a good idea, Don. Let me see. 
Um, let's try it that way. Ah, thank you. Great. There are the, that's the first section. We like to think of these guidelines um, also in terms of ourselves, like how we want to be treated um, in, in a group and in a community. Um, and sometimes one can be particularly alive for us and we may not even know it until we read these. Oh, I might be needing that in my life somewhere. Um, and so to be able to honor that. I'm just taking a moment. And if anyone would like to unmute and, and reflect on one that, that feels alive for them, feel free to do so. Or even drop something in the chat if that feels better. Um, And I'll just speak to one personally, the right to pass feels very alive to me, um, almost because I, I, I like to, I'm a, a verbal processor and I could even use that to, to say, you know, I need a little more time to think about uh, what I'd like to share. So right now it's okay for me to pass instead of having to always be talking um, in a group. Okay, so just keeping those in mind for yourself and others. Um, and so for those of you who are just joining, we're gonna, um, I'm gonna offer a short talk on uh, connecting with our core values and how core values help us meet, live a, a more meaningful life. Um, and then we'll have an opportunity to move into breakout rooms, um, small groups to connect on what, it, what we're sharing um, or what, what, how, how it landed with you. And then we'll come back and we can talk in a larger group. I'm going to also offer a short exercise. So, um, if you would like to, uh, write anything down, please feel free to, um, grab yourself a piece of paper and a journal. It's not necessary, but you may wish to, um, take some notes. So feel free to, to do that at any time. Um, and so, uh, in mindful self-compassion, uh, we uh, spend some time talking about core values, exploring core values, because both compassion and awareness of core values really do help us lead our deepest and most authentic lives. Um, we can use compassion to motivate ourselves to be in accord with whatever our um, core values are. And I'll talk about that a little bit. Um, later. So why do we need to know what our core values are in order to live our lives most deeply? So when we can identify our core values, um, they, they become our sort of guiding star or our inner compass. Um, they really show us what's most meaningful, most important to us. Um, and in mindful self-compassion, we often say that a core value can help us answer the question, what do I need? What do I need? Which is the quintessential mindful self-compassion question. We wanna be compassionate with ourselves. We need to know what we need. Yeah, so we can get ourselves that. Um, so for example, if nature is important to me, then um, I need to spend time in nature and I need to find ways to take care of nature. If community is important to me, if it's a value of mine, um, I need to spend time in my community and find ways to take care of that community. <clears throat> so another way to deepen our understanding of what a core value is, um, is to differentiate, to differentiate between core values and goals, because sometimes we can get stuck on uh, goals. I'm a to-do lister, so um, I can sometimes get a little bit fixated on those. So um, we say that uh, goals are something that can be achieved, whereas uh, core value is something that guides us after we've achieved that goal. So again, with uh, the nature as an example, 
I might set the goal of planting a, a garden box or a garden plot. Um, but long after I've uh, planted that garden, I'll continue to find ways to connect with and take care of nature. So it continues to guide me after I've achieved a certain goal. When we say goals are destinations and core values are directions, they're our inner compass. Goal, uh, goals are something we do, values are something we are. So we can embody our values, like compassion, right? So we continue to um, value um, kindness and compassion um, and we act in compassionate ways and in kind ways and in loving ways, it becomes part of our character. So we embody um, our core value. And goals are set by us and core values are discovered. So like everything over a lifetime, values can shift and change, especially in priorities. Um, and, and this, uh, in terms of Dharma, is a, 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 a practice of non-attachment. Right? We may um, get just stuck honoring a value that may be a little bit um, outdated for us, um, or it's, it needs to shift in priority. Um, and so um, we may have been conditioned to have values that may or may not be our own, right? They may belong to the culture or they may belong to our family of origin. Um, so it's also important to note that, that there may be a different differentiation um, also in priority. We may prioritize a family value, but um, it, it just may not be as high on the list as perhaps a more personal value. And so I'm going to share with you some examples of values. Um, let's see. And also um, put in the chat um, a link to and that a much longer list of core values that at some point, if you want to refer to, you can do it now. Um, we're going to do a reflection in a minute, but um, these are a few core values. These are a little more general up top here, compassion, generosity, honesty, loyalty, courage, justice, equity. A personal core value would be one that might be important to you, but may not be so important to someone else, right? So um, this is a, a good one for me. Personal growth and spirituality is very important to me. Um, it's important to my partner, but it's much lower on his priority list of, of values. Uh, creativity, tranquility, exploration, nature, authenticity. This might be a little more personal. So let's see. So we're going to just going to do a short reflection. Um, so you can just explore this a little bit for yourself. I offer this right now because if you do celebrate during the holidays, it can be really easy to um, have that compass. Um, sort of shift in a direction that isn't necessarily where you may wish it to go. So it's nice to sort of realign around this time of the year, um, let it really sink in. Um, yeah, so if you wish, you can close your eyes for this reflection. And perhaps just taking a few deeper, easy breaths. And as you allow your eyes to close, just finding yourself in the room. Perhaps taking a few moments to honor your body that has been with you for many years, just working hard to live a happy life. Now inviting you to imagine that you're in your elderly years. 
And you're sitting in a lovely garden as you contemplate your life. And looking back to the time between now and then, you feel a deep sense of satisfaction, of joy, of contentment. And even though life hasn't always been easy, no human life is, you manage to stay true to yourself to the best of your ability. And so now just choosing which core values are represented in that life. So for example, adventure or tranquility, equity, loyalty, pleasure, meaningful work, compassion. Just to invite you to choose um, maybe one to four or five, however many you can hold right now reasonably. We're gonna just work with one. What core value is represented in this meaningful life? Meaningful, full life. Now narrowing it down to just one, one value, and it should be one that you are aware that you've, you work with frequently to meet, that you've done some work around. Maybe it's not, not even knowing that you have. Just finding that one value. And thinking of the activities that make you feel that you're living in accord with this value, these activities that you do already. And it could be simple, like if being kind is a value of yours, perhaps you listen to friends when they're having a hard time. If it's being loving, perhaps you express your love. If it's community, maybe it's just showing up each week here. Very, very simple. Things you already do. And remembering that the mind likes to bring up the opposite. So whatever, we always think of all the things we don't do. So that's particular, that's just normal. Just being aware that that will arise too. And what we're bringing attention to is what we already do to meet these core values. And sort of connecting the two and just Seeing if you can savor a little bit how meaningful these activities have been, how meaningful this core value has been, just connecting the two.
So offering this poem by Mark Nepo entitled Breaking the Surface. Let no one keep you from your journey, no rabbi or priest, no mother who has, who has you dig uh, for treasures she has misplaced, no father who won't let one life be enough, no love who measures their worth by what you might give up, no voice that tells you in the night it can't be done. Let nothing dissuade you from seeing what you see or feeling the winds that make you want to dance alone or go where no one has gone yet. You are the only explorer, your heart, the unreadable compass, your soul, the shore of promise, too great to be ignored. So if you wish, you can open your eyes now, they've been closed. You can just take a, a moment to reflect on how that um, exercise landed with you. And if you want to take a moment, if you wanted to write something down, please feel free. I just wanted to take a few moments to talk about how, the, how these core values can help us be engaged in the world and in service work. Um, Thich Nhat Hanh says, mindfulness allows you to live deeply every moment that is given uh, you to live, every moment that is given you to live. And so whatever we value most, we can bring this curious, kind, loving attention to um, I think part of sitting meditation uh, in my experience is really about letting um, the present moment transform me. And so when we pay attention to what's important to us, um, just become aware of it, right? With curiosity, it can kind of transform us and also guide us. I'm going to use another quote from Thich Nhat Hanh, and he uses the earth here, but you can insert whatever core value you wish. He says, oh, when we recognize the virtues, the talent, the beauty of Mother Earth, something is born in us, some kind of connection. Love is born. We want to be connected. That is the meaning of love, to be at one. When you love someone, you want to say, I need you. I take refuge in you. You do anything for the benefit of the earth and the earth will do anything for your well-being. Right, so I like this sort of symbiotic relationship. We feed what's important to us and it feeds us. Um, and then also sometimes I've noticed, not always the case that when I value something, I have a lot more ease in serving it. Like I'm, I'm a nature girl. So it's really easy for me to um, find ways to be of service to the planet and to appreciate um, nature. Um, and so just want to talk a little bit uh, about uh, ahizma, which is this practice of no harm. Um, this is a precept we can take. Um, so when we're living in accord with our own values, uh, we're apt to do less harm in the world. Um, we get busy being of service, right, to these values. Um, and this also generates more opportunities to experience happiness. This is a quote from Lama Rod Owens, um, who was a teacher um, and practitioner. And he says, I always say that I'm not interested in people being Buddhist or meditators or engaged in any spiritual path in general. But what I am interested in is people living lives where they feel resourced enough to limit violence against themselves and others and to experience a sense of happiness. I am committed to support people to be happy because it has been in my experience that happy people create less violence. I often think about times when I have been violent and how unhappy I've been in those times. And so we can see. 
how like in that reflection on the core values, when we're living in accord with our values, we become more contented, less likely to do harm. Now, first we have to know what our core values are to move into that space. And then a note on happiness, right? I think this is actually um, a value being happy. And oftentimes because we feel um, like others aren't happy, we, we aren't allowed to be happy. Um, or we're not supposed to be happy. Um, and actually happiness is essential to human survival, right? It's actually helps us connect. Um, it's essential for uh, connecting communities, for uh, our well-being, for uh, connecting and supporting families. So happiness is really um, essential and something we need to practice. Um, and then further, as far as connection goes, right, we can see um, through understanding, standing our, understanding our core values, uh, that we share core values with others um, and that others have their deep core values, even if, even if they're expressed differently or if they're um, on a different level of priority, right? And so just to move into a practice of how we can support these uh, living ourselves living in accord with these core values, um, we can pra practice living with a vow, right? Setting an intention uh, to support being in accord with our values. So a vow is an aspiration to which we can continually reorient ourselves whenever we go astray, right? So just like the breath is our anchor, um, if we anchor a, a core value in, we can return to it whenever we notice that we're not uh, in align with our values, right? And that's just being human. We just go astray, we go astray, we go astray, but having that thread in place can be very helpful. Um, and we come back just like with this intention of being gentle and non-judgmental, right? Um, it's, the breath is such a wonderful place to practice this non-judgment, right, this coming back gently because uh, we need to go out and practice it elsewhere in our lives, like here with our core values. Um, and it can be an ex expressed with the words, uh, may I, or I vow to as best I can. And so I'd invite you now to just, if you wish, um, just choose one value or even an activity, you know, something you know that would um, help you to commit to this value. And just uh, maybe repeat that to, to yourself over and over. I vow to as best I can, right? Uh, may I, whatever that, that might be. I vow to be kind as best I can. May I be loving to the best of my ability. And so you can carry that with you, maybe put it on the fridge yeah, this holiday season. So um, we like to say intentions become habits, right? These vows become habits and these habits become our character. And this is how we embody um, these values of ours, they become part of us. Um, and so just to close this little talk, just wanted to invite you to come back to that contented self a few years from now. Right. And again, just taking, uh, some time to note what you've done, what you do already to be in accord with these values or this one particular value. Yeah. And if there any, you know, good feelings are arising, just letting yourself savor that and being kind to yourself for any ways in which you feel like you're not there yet, right? Being compassionate. Yeah. 
You have just listened to a recording from Insight LA in Long Beach. For more information, please visit us at insightla.org.